This is Relationship Talks with Rick and Naaman. I'm Rick. And I am the DJ Blue. And he's Naaman. I, I just told you. I, I, we just explained this. I am the DJ Blue. You call me the DJ Blue. We got to go through this every week. That's what I'm We're going to go through it every time. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest, Dr. Saudia Twine. Welcome, welcome. Hey. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you all? Doing well. Shaking and baking. So, Shaking. Okay. that's it. You are a licensed marriage and family therapist, correct? Oh, and a minister. Whoa. Don't want to forget that. And, and professional counselor. Boom. <laughs> what were you gonna? What were you gonna tell me? She was a minister. What were you, what were you gonna slide like that the quiet, in there? Threat. I just slid it in there. You're you gonna you doing your best behavior, DJ Blue? No. I know. I'm not. I'm gonna have to. He's he's always, did, he didn't. He didn't say that at first. He didn't say that at first. And and the reason why I know of you is because of your awesome podcast Eros Mis Agape oh you're so sweet did he really say that great. right did he say that right did you say that right yes he did it right. sounded right like that's I was surprised like it was a <laughs> you nailed it I can't say it wrong right you nailed it that was good all right so like one of the biggest things that I actually learned from your show um was about uh attachment style and that's something I had never heard of before and and it made a lot of sense once you said it because I was in a relationship at the time was <laughs> and we had oh. two different we had two oh. <laughs> I hear demise in your voice no <laughs> I was in a relationship at the time <laughs> but it ended because okay. it, it, it was it terrible ended. but we had like two very different attachment styles and it, it just didn't work out and the way hearing you explain it I can't remember what episode it is but ladies and gentlemen if you get a chance please go check it out um, especially if you don't know anything about attachment styles Listen to listen to everything, but I don't know anything those. about attachment styles. Well, Doctor Saudia, can you tell us a little bit, just a brief overview about attachment styles? Okay, in it's it's hard to keep it brief, but I'm going to do my best well, without look, butchering it. You have the floor. To make a long story short, in essence, your attachment style style look at it as like a dog tag. You know how in in the military you have a dog ID uh, ID, mm -hmm. and it tells you the person about you. That's what your attachment style does. It identifies how you are going to show up in a relationship. In essence, it shows how you perceive information when it's communicated to you, then how your brain will interpret and evaluate that information. And based off of all of that, it determines what you think is the best way to respond. And regardless of what your attachment style is, the goal for each person is to reconnect. And it is like an alarm system that goes off. And when that alarm goes off, what happens if it happens in your home? It means that there's an intruder, something's wrong, we need to fix it. And we go towards the source in order to fix it. When your attachment alarm system goes off, so to speak, your goal is to reconnect because you perceive that there's been a threat to the relationship, either by an item, um, intrusion of work maybe, or a person. And so your job when you reconnect is always going to be determined on your attachment style. And it looks differently from each person based on their attachment style. But in the same sense, the goal in both are to reconnect. You just go about it different ways. And when you don't know any better, you don't know that you're hurting the relationship. Wow. That was a, that was a, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a, that was a, I'm trying to I'm trying to be a sponge. I'm like I mean, look, I'm overfilling like, over here. So it's like seriously, from being Jeez. in relationships, like I, I can't I apologize for not having exact attachment style names, but I think I was secure, and I was the chaser. 
is it the is it something about going towards somebody? Something would happen, and I would move towards the person, and the person was the opposite. I don't, I don't, I, like I know. That's not secure. Y'all, y'all can't see her face right now, but she's making a face. Let me know. That's, I got it. That's called stalker. You chasing <laughs> people in the background. But no, that, well, the technical term is called anxious attachment. We're <laughs> um, gonna be really, really technical. It's called preoccupied anxious. And every attachment style outside of secure is anxious because you have anxiety towards either being by yourself or towards um, developing intimacy. When you're anxious, we call you a pursuer because you pursue after a person in conversation. And in essence, you know, for anybody that's listening, the concept is imagine that person who texts you eight to 10 times and you're like, how many texts you got to tell me about this same thing? And it's like, you're repeating yourself to that person and you'll hear them say that. And it's really for the purpose because in your head, you're saying, you don't get me. You don't understand what I'm saying. So let me say it this way. Oh, wait a minute. You ain't get that either. <laughs> let me say it this way. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to communicate to connect, but the person hears it as blaming, nagging, controlling, and demanding, help me get away. Because wow. it's too well, what did you call that again? Because that was it's still a lot. Like I'm trying, <laughs> it's like the stuff he's saying. Like I'm processing it, but I cannot remember these names. Okay, this is really deep. Today. What was the name? What was it? What was that one? Anxious. I'm anxious. <laughs> That's me. I'm that person you just described. He has abandonment issues. I do. I've got lots of abandonment, but I noticed them. I noticed them. I mean, I'm that's work, a, that's I'm the first. That's them. the first step. That is the first step. <laughs> I'm working through them, and and I'm working through not not allowing those things to cross over into my relationships. Mm. Basically, yeah. most so. you know you all are rare because most men are not anxious. No, yeah, I am. I'm super I'm, anxious. Yeah, I definitely am. <laughs> I'm super anxious <laughs> because fifty percent of men are avoidant. Most women are anxious. So. In all honesty, if I have the luxury of working with a male that is anxious, it is a gift. It is like, girl, do you know this man can communicate his feelings? You hear that See, word, this is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yo, like that's that's real. Like, because the thing is, like, I'm constantly telling people how I feel, and everybody's like, man, you just going over. Like, I'm serious. Like, this is how it's I like feel. Like, I need to express my emotions. Like, I have to say, I have to say how I feel, or I'm gonna spaz. <laughs> and then it's gonna be like, and and that's good be like because if you really think about it, most men, if I'm being honest, especially in the African American community, you know. I would say if you're not a millennial, so um, upward bound, so Gen X, Gen Y, mm-hmm. um, above, they are really taught from growing up, you know, don't cry, Just keep everything you know, be quiet. a man, suck yeah. it up. And I get the concept, but we communicated it in error because we really need to teach everyone how to communicate. And when we teach our boys to shut down, we don't help them in becoming, um, should I say, healthily expressing their emotions. So you all have that as a gift. There's a little caveat to that, but in essence, it's like the positive. It's always a caveat, right? I think we were taught, I think, honestly, like, even back in the day, like, they taught them, like, you know, never show that that face, never show that fear, and never, never open up. But I think what they meant to say is... You know, they probably should have put at the end, don't open up to the enemy. Don't let the enemy see that. You know what I mean? Like, that probably should have been like the, hey, don't do this to the enemy. Because logically, I mean, it seems like all the things that they said, like, all right, well, you know, don't show this emotion. Do not cry. Don't do these things. Don't do this. And, and, you know, basically the, the, the format for being a man, as they would probably say, I think they meant to say, hey, don't do those things in front of the enemy. 
you know, but I think it's okay to do those things in front of your family. You have to open up in front of those people because those are the people who are closest to you. I mean, it could be just the way we are, um, but I've seen a lot of people who close up in those situations. And a lot of times whenever I've closed up and not, you know, been able to express the way that I feel, I feel like it ends up making me feel worse physically. Yeah. And that's Ugh. just something that I I don't want to carry with me. You carry that burden, your shoulders start to get stiff. Yo, and I don't eat. Starts to hurt and <laughs> I don't eat. It's just like I would rather have it out than in because it's just way easier to, to not have that stress on your shoulders and yeah. just trying to hold it in and put on a good face when you, I can't put on a happy face when I'm not happy. I mean, I can fake it for a little while, but I'm not much of a faker. I think it's just because we're meant to be relational. And when we are relating with other people and we have the vulnerability as well as the space with this individual to be open with them, it allows us to be able to express ourselves in what we feel is a safe environment. Might not be safe, but it allows us the space to be able to do that. That's crazy. And a lot of people don't really don't believe in that space as well. Don't feel comfortable in it. I mean, I, I hope everybody listening is like me. It's like I'm starting to think back on some relationships. Like, wow, this is really just like putting stuff together for me. <laughs> it's like it makes so much more sense now. I no, just, I've, I've honestly, I just need is, to go cry on the couch. This is all a part of the studying that I've done um, <clears throat> as a, I, I, on my way to my doctorate. Oh, um, oh no. <laughs> this is this is a part. I'm, like, what? I'm <laughs> writing a book. <laughs> I'm writing a book. His, it's his called Doctor is not BS. So, <laughs> it's um. called I am, I am the DJ Blue. Love me or leave me alone. <laughs> so so thinking of of all of that, um, what what are three questions that we should ask someone when we're going when we're thinking about starting to date them? So like I'm single, name and single. We just if we're going to date somebody, what are three questions that are important to ask at the beginning of a relationship? Okay, so I'll be honest. Uh-oh. I don't like when we interview. Oh, people. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, because if we're looking at a relationship, if you really think about that first time you fell in love, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't know what to do, what to ask. That's why they call it falling in love. You just kind of stumbled along into it. And it might have been, you know, a little bit scary. You might have been apprehensive, but you just fell into it. So when it comes to dating, I think we need to have healthy boundaries. And when we create the format for these boundaries, then you don't need to ask certain questions because your mind goes off like a radar, letting you know something's not right about this person. Mm. And you don't have to wait to figure it out. It just lets you know this doesn't automatically fit. So for instance, if I'm working with someone in a counseling setting, I help them to develop those boundaries. If I'm working with someone in my group coaching formats, then I teach them what should, um, in their vantage point, based off of their attachment beliefs, it's simply about teaching them how to be able to formulate what is going to be right for them. So in essence, it's not a question particularly to look for, it's an environment. So in answering that, I, I, I talk in a lot of acronyms. I went yeah. to um, the university in my undergrad that everything was an acronym. So I've just adopted that format. So I look for the acronym R. And that means, is this person available when you're talking to them? Are they emotionally and physically available to you? Do you have to look for them? Are they consistently there? Or are you looking for them here and there? Are they emotionally available? Do you have to beg them to open up and talk and share? If so, that's a sign something's not right. Mm. 
more than likely showing signs that they are avoiding attachment, people who shut down, they can't show their emotions. Are they responsive when you are talking and engaging with this individual? Are they responsive to you or are they lost in their words? Can they not find words that express emotion, not thought? If they're not responsive, this is also letting you know that this person does not have a sense of secure attachment style so that they can build a healthy relational um, environment that provides intimacy as well as autonomy. And then do they engage with you? Can they also elongate this conversation to go even greater in depth? So you're looking for the acronym R, availability, responsiveness, and engagement. So not necessarily questions, but if I had to say questions, um, cause I'm, I'm single whenever I'm seeing someone early on, I'm a little weird because <laughs> I like, you know, so? <laughs> I, you know, some people, you know, when they're dating, they like to, they can't wait for the first kiss. Like, who is this going, what's this going to be like for me? I am anxious for that first argument Whoa. because oh, for me, I want to know how you're going to handle it. Are you going to fly off the handle? Okay. You're anxious. I don't, I can't deal with that. Mm. Or are you going to shut down on me and you don't have anything to say? You're avoidant. Okay, nope, I'm gonna have to pry stuff out of you, you know, or are you secure? You can sit down and talk to me. I might not like everything I'm hearing, but I know that you can sit down and have a conversation with me. So I look for arguments. Now I try to create them. That's the right thing. That's still the the art But I look for it in an aspect that I'm really watching to see how that person handles that. And then if I just have to ask questions that in all honesty, because of my history and being a therapist, mm-hmm. I can ask particular questions that's going to give me information that a late person <laughs> wouldn't have. So for me, I always it's end up having a conversation asking, um, what is their happiest moment, saddest moment, most memorable moment, and most embarrassing moment? Oh, that's wow. an actual interview. <laughs> well, it doesn't come out in one conversation. It's over a period of time, and it allows me to be able to see the evolution of that person. So it has nothing to really do with attachment. It's just me and, <laughs> it you know, like I have two process. years to be getting to know you. So <laughs> let me get this information in and see, okay, where do I want this to go? Do you do you find it hard uh, dating someone? Is it all, if you're dating somebody, does it always feel like you're, you're counseling, you're, you're working? Because I mean, like your relationship, you're, you're, that's a good question. your focus is relationships. So I, could, I can imagine that probably some, some people would be like, ooh, you do what for a living? Like, that's kind of tough. Do you, do you find it hard to turn that off or is that just something that is part of you now? You actually asked two questions in one. So. He sure did. He does that a lot. That, Do I find that, it hard? No, because for me, when I'm off duty, I'm off duty. It's like a light switch. I can turn it off. I can turn it on. But you that's just off. said all those questions you asked. That sounds like a therapist. <laughs> no, see, time. that's for me to learn the evolution of that person. So because no one is perfect, mm-hmm. I'm looking to see how this person has just grown over the years. Are they willing to grow? What that looks like individually as well as relationally. That sounds I have, It doesn't has no difference or should i say it has nothing to do with their attachment i haven't even i can't even i mean i could if i (laughs) i know how but i just (laughs) ask that to simply find out how that person has evolved over time to see how they've allowed experiences to help them to grow as just people totally different from attachment and how they're going to relate in a relationship your attachment style does only comes out in a relationship when there's a threat. So mm. if you've been with this person for a year or more, you will have an attachment relationship with them. If it's under a year, it's not going to evidence itself because you haven't developed a closeness to this person. So my questions, not not really, 
but um, I can turn it on and off. And yeah. for me to be quite honest, I work so much with couples that when I have the ability to be away from my work, I take full advantage of it so I don't get burnt out. That makes total sense, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. But to be honest, when it comes to dating, when people ask what I do, it's like I cringe. Like, do you say oh, something else? What do you say? What do you say, you though? Know, to be honest, I'm going to I'm gonna just tell you all everything. Just come on. Let's, I let's use we your best to friends. lie and say, so make a long story short, and I got this years ago, I dated this guy who said he worked for a Ford Motor Company. Right. I don't <laughs> probe. So if you tell me whatever, You're okay, just gonna fine. be like, okay. Exactly. End up finding out, um, I can't remember what I was doing because it was so long ago I was in college. Anyhow, make a long story short, my friend called me and was like, did you know your um, your guy you're dating, he plays football for the Lions? What? <laughs> no, no, he works for Ford. And she was for, like, He works um, for the Ford. Yeah, right, exactly. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's him. So when I called him to check him about it, he was like, well, you know, people, you know, kind of want to date me because of what I do. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's not me. So I stopped dating him because he lied. But I that's took fair. that and said, hmm. Let me try that with my career. And so I would tell people <laughs> I teach because um, I'm a graduate this, school counselor. That's not a lie. That's a lie. No, she teaches seriously. She, I, I teach. She does teach. So, but wait, wait. So, Hold on, she also teaches. Did we not? Hold on, we didn't put that in the, at the beginning. She also teaches, ladies right. and Hold gentlemen. on. But so how is that a lie, though? You say that's you usually a... tell lies. That's what you said. You no? Well, I say it's a lie because in all honesty, even though I do teach, I'm still teaching counseling, which goes back <laughs> to what I do. So in essence, I'm not being fully truthful. Uh -huh. um, and, 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 you know, I'm a minister. So <laughs> to me, a loophole lie is still a lie. So I was in effect lying. A I loophole lie is still a lie. I don't know. Got to get my mom. My mom is, a, uh, she has her doctorate in theology. So, um, yeah. That's uh, a lot. I wonder what you. That ain't a lie. That's no, I truth. said that's a lie. Oh, it is a lie. It is a lie. A lie. I was like, I thought you said it's a lie. No. Like, you know, you've seen it. Doctor. Like my mom's a doctor. <laughs> Don't try to test me. <laughs> no, I mean that. That that's a lot. Uh, I can imagine people. You know, like you think about it. Like, oh, if I was rich, would I tell everybody I was rich? I would probably keep it low key. I would, and then I pull up my diamond. Like, you know what? It's not a big deal. You wouldn't. <laughs> He it's wouldn't even be deal. able to keep something like that a secret. He he would have like a big blue. I would go outside. I would go truck. outside. My car would just pip, pip, it just go. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they know. That's how they will know. That's how they know. And then a little it's money will just pop out. I have some pennies just fly out. His cover story wouldn't even make sense. He'd be it like, wouldn't. "I work at McDonald's." Yeah, <laughs> just, just I'm no. a longshoreman. I was. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a longshoreman. <laughs> you know, to be honest, if I'm not in a work setting, people don't know what I do. Yeah. Um, so like social media, I really don't talk well because the nature of my work, I can't really, but I don't yeah. talk about what I do. If you meet me in person, if you never say anything, I never say anything because I feel like you shouldn't be defined by what you do. That's so true. It comes up great. If not, unless you're I'm a felon, but do you unless think, but do you think that certain careers especially have, um, influence over the things that we do? You know what I mean? Like if you're in law enforcement or you, I guess law enforcement is the best example I can think of. You have a certain mindset. Like I know some people in, in law enforcement 
and they can't really like enjoy like haunted houses and stuff like that because they're always on guard. So <laughs> when like seriously, like they can't what? they can't afford to be surprised like that. Is that a thing? No, this is that it's is a, a real thing. thing. That's they a never thing. sit what in a restaurant or any building no. with their back to a door. No, well, cannot. see, that's always normal. I hear that from everybody. No, everybody says but that. But it's a it's a different level. So it's that's like hilarious. certain it's like I feel like certain careers. They kind of spill over into your life, whether or not you want. Like I, like I, by trade, I'm marketing. So whenever I'm marketing and design, so I can't like look at a, a movie without being like, hmm, they use that font. I wonder why they did that because that font looks terrible. You do that just because you're you. You were doing that before you got into marketing. <laughs> well, maybe that's it. <laughs> you were doing that. You were doing maybe, that just because you're a maybe nerd. Maybe my career is the career that I'm in because of how I was already. Pretty much, you're a nerd. That's how it works. And Dr. Saudi is obviously good at attachment stuff with relationships <laughs> so it works out she's good <laughs> a lot more than that is what that's else just, that's just because she's a minister yeah it's a lot man i'm just, I'm still trying to take in this introduction i don't know maybe like, i should have gave maybe i should have gave a uh, name and a heads up i would have pr- appreciated like be, some cliff notes or something we started i guess I, maybe should've, we should have <laughs> had like a, a little call like my, session you call know? my mom and had her pray for like us a, really a two-minute prayer you know just to <laughs> hey Please, Lord, don't let me say nothing that uh, <laughs> like just, just don't embarrass like, us, just, man. Just don't embarrass us, Lord. Let me just get this through. Hey, it's like Jesus, come as you are. Hey, Jesus. amen. For sure, <laughs> for sure. We um we recently had a, a episode where we we're talking about um, marriage. Had a mm-hmm. marriage episode, and one of our friends just got engaged. One of our friends just recently got remarried, and we were talking to them about how did they know. That they were ready to Trapped. get, oh, get okay, yeah, get ready married. Get married. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. question for you: uh, If somebody's considering getting married, what would what would be three questions that you should say they should ask themselves and have answers to before they ask someone to marry them? Before they ask someone to marry them, yeah. So, to kind of help make that decision, if they can, is it three questions or any amount of questions? Really, what are some questions that we should ask ourselves before we ask somebody to marry to marry us? Hmm. Well, I'm going to I'm going to summarize it to just one. Oh wow! Here we go. And uh, I don't really know if it's. I, mm, I, I mean, would it oh, make be, it easier? So be, look, be hold free. on. Would it make it easier? <laughs> what question would you ask? What's like a major question that you would have to ask? Like you know, if you were gonna get married, or if somebody you were courting, like what what, what would you ask? What would well, be like? I think good? well, one, I think it's a little bit different. So for yeah. me, because I think everyone has their own thing that they're looking for, right? And so some people, you never know that where they are. And I think right. overall, if I just be completely honest, we as women, we we get caught up in the hoopla, and <laughs> you can get caught up in oh my ring, my dress, my wedding day. <laughs> All right, that's nice, but you want to prepare for the marriage, not for the day. So because of that, um, you know, and then I'm a therapist, so certain stuff is going to be in my head that probably won't be in the average person's that's That's why we're asking you right so look so i'm saying like what would you say like because honestly i'm curious because you said earlier when are your happy times when are your sad times like i never even thought about asking that like i'm gonna ask that in like my next date next time you're gonna be like i'm gonna be like look first of all when was the last time you were happy how did that feel and when was the last time you went crazy and how did that end like you know what i mean he's gonna throw in a question like tell me about a challenge that you faced how did you 
Tell me about an argument you had with your loved one. And how, what did you accomplish in that? What did you learn from that situation? I'm serious. It's going to be a, a total employment situation. Easily. Don't twerk to her like that. Easily. I mean, I kind of feel like, honestly, just pivoting for one second. I feel like whenever, that's kind of one of the reasons why I really don't like dating like that. At the beginning, it is. I feel like it's just an interview. Like y'all interviewing yeah. back and forth. Like, oh, do you have your stuff together? Oh, you have your stuff together. Oh, you have your stuff together too. Oh, do you have goals? Oh, you have goals. I have goals too. <laughs> Great. And it's like you're just trying to get to know each other. And it's like without questions. And I guess questions yeah, equates to an interview for me. No, it's just like uh-uh. you, you can't need really to get to know questions. No, you need to ask them questions. Naturally, that's why. Yeah. I mean, that's why when I said as far as asking those questions. They're not all at one time. You're in moments and you all are sharing. You, you remember when you were 16, 17, what, 22, whatever. I, I was lonely And you're talking with that know. person and you like, <laughs> don't do that. Don't you, do and you don't want to get don't off the phone. Yeah. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. I was never like that. It was that conversation. You didn't have to think of specific questions mm. to ask. They just naturally flow. Yeah, so for true. me, true. those four questions, I know they're in my head and when it's appropriate, that's when it will come out. Maybe in one conversation, very rare that that happens, mm. but in most cases over a span of months that those come out because it just allows one conversation to go even greater in depth, but for you to know the core of a person because at the end of the day, you fall in love with the core of an individual. Yeah. And the more information you can find out about that person helps you to connect with them. So in the right moments when you're already connecting, you just ask the right question to help you connect even stronger. I feel like too many people end up falling in love with an idea. Yeah. And an idea of we've been together and, oh, this is going to be so great. And we've been planning this for so long, even though we've both changed and we're not the same people and we've grown apart. But this would be such a good thing. And. Then they have that idea in their head, and then it's so hard to to break off from that idea to really be honest with yourself. I mean, I've been in relationships for a long amount, like long periods of time. And <laughs> yeah, super long. You have to, so shut up. And um, <laughs> it's not about me now. It's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> and in those moments, it's like uh, a lot of that. It's a it's familiarity. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's comfort, and you know, at a certain age, you're like, man, it's like I want to achieve all this stuff with somebody yeah. like do I really want to start over and it makes it harder to leave a situation but it, it has that moment at least for me and I, I know me and Naaman have similar stories when it comes to that at least for for me it ha- comes to that moment where I just really had to be honest with myself like am I happy in this situation is this it, can I see myself if, if it get if it doesn't get any better than this is this satisfactory for me to live yeah. the rest of my life that's true and if, if that's a if that's a no for me then I can't I can't take it any further And in essence, you just summed up what a lot of people do. We get comfortable in a relationship. And even though it's not making us, I don't want to say unhappy, but we're not totally fulfilled. And so we get comfortable in the familiarity of that. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like if you're looking at a red square and a blue square and you're standing in between the two and in the red square, you're like, hmm, I know what this (laughs) looks like. I'm familiar with it. It doesn't always make me happy, but I know what to expect from this. Right. Over here, you're Ooh, asking me to jump towards something weird. new. Ugh, I got to try hard. I got to ask you out. Gotta I got to call over. you, pursue you. Yeah. I got to pay for dates. <laughs> I don't want to do all that. That's starting so over. That's too much work. And the then past, I don't know what I'm going to even get as a result. 
eh, I'm gonna stay over here in this red square <laughs> because it's comfortable because it's familiar. Right. So in the past six months, I've heard two females say that they were okay with the stuff that they were dealing with because it was a known evil. It was like the known bad. That's that's sad. That's terrible. Do that. That's crazy. Out of all marriages, and I, this is just where the stats come from. One, if you look at one hundred percent, forty-seven percent of those people are getting divorced. So the divorce rate has went down three percent. Awesome. All right, still horrible. <laughs> but <laughs> for the fifty percent, um, the forty-seven percent that are staying married, twenty-five percent of them are happy. Mm. And it's like mm. only twenty five percent of a hundred percent. Really, that's that's one fourth of the people are happy that's in a relationship, important. which means you're having your intimacy needs met to a degree that is satisfying to you. Mm. So that means the other group, they are just living the life because I don't want to be by myself. I don't want to raise these kids oh. by myself. I don't want to start over. I'm too old. I'm too this, too that. No one's gonna want me. Blah blah blah. Mm. And I don't want to, you know, minimize it, but, you know, we get to a certain place where we feel at this age and stage in life, I should be here and I should be doing this. And yes. when it doesn't match up, well, settle when there's a difference, when you're settling as opposed to compromising. Compromising, I'm getting something out of this. Settling means I'm losing. And if you're losing, that's not the place to be. Nah, losing is definitely not the place to be. I, uh, settling. I always feel like when when people settle, it ends up coming out three years from 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 there or, or a year later, and it's like, man, I settled, and something else catches their eye, or they are at work and they meet somebody else, and it's like, well, I'm married now, and and that's something that would have actually made them happy, but they settled, and now they're questioning, oh, did I settle? Did I I shouldn't have settled? You know what I mean? It's I don't know. It just makes me question like am i gonna get married one day who you yeah man. no you're not oh okay i got shot <laughs> so it's fine you're so encouraging <laughs> i'm just gonna help him out I'm just gonna, no i've already told him he's no, stuck I'm, with shiloh you're Shiloh's gonna die just, a lonely man Rick. shiloh is his true love which, but, but it's fine though you can come and chill on my yacht oh okay well a lot of things are going to change between me being alone and you having a yacht uh, he said but, he was wealthy yeah pretty much only on video games i mean that doesn't oh, count. You can't whoa. spend that money. Anymore. See, you can become but, a millionaire with this but look, game. But I mean, but you got to play it, though. I'm just but talking see, about see, video see. game currency. You see, you see what I have to deal with? And people wonder why I am the way I am. And he takes those little shots. Oh, my gosh. I'm just trying to find love, Richard. We really have, we, really, we literally have 20 plus episodes of him taking shots at me nonstop for 30 to 40 minutes of episodes. So. I'm always encouraging and I'm always teaching you the ways of, of a gentleman. <laughs> I'm trying to. We kind of veer away off of what we were talking about, but going back, you said you had one, one thing that you would, one question that you would say that to ask yourself before asking someone to be with you forever. Yes. So for me, I would ask, are my intimacy needs being met? Mm. And this is where the clinical part of me would actually come out because it's going to show where I am personally. There are five different types of intimacy, recreation, intellectual, social, emotional, and sexual. Wow. And so, so where is I this look information at, at intimacy needs? Because remember, I'm, I'm an attachment geek. So I'm looking at making certain that I'm with someone who has either um, secure attachment, earn secure attachment, or is heading in that direction at the okay. very least. And so because of that, you're never going to be at a place 
were immediately, remember I'm a minister, so I believe in the scripture where it says two shall become one. So it's a process. You're not going to start off with everything on point. You'll grow to get there. But in the beginning, we need to be able to compromise and meet one another halfway. So mm. I might want more quality time than this person is really able to give because they're like, ooh, you smother me or whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> and you can go all the way to the other end, which is, okay, now we're married and maybe, you know, you want more sex than I do. And you have to find that happy balance, whatever that is based off of those different intimacy needs. It's just a matter of, can this person fulfill them? Is this person able, not necessarily making me happy. That's my job. They should right. be supposed to add to it, not make me. But if my intimacy needs can be met, then I believe that I would be in a relationship that is able to provide me with a secure sense of safety based off of attachment and allows me to be able to grow with the individual. What I had never heard that before. You said five different style types of intimacy. And that is that is it that's not um what is this? That's not like love languages. That's actual you need all five. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, you don't need all five. So and this is where sometimes people get a little misconstrued with love languages. So it's five love languages. We ascribe generally to one or two. Right. You're supposed to be balanced in all five. When it comes to your the different types of intimacy, recreational, which means can me and Bay hang out, play ball together, um, play video games, can golf, whatever, right? Um, intellectual intimacy. Um, mm -hmm. I need to be stimulated mentally. Can we carry on, you know, in-depth, serious conversations? Um, do we have social intimacy? We can hang out in the same social spaces, either social media or social gatherings and hold the same space, but still be individuals. Emotionally, can we share our feelings, our heart and our, um, our mind with one another mm. and then sexual as far as, you know, the physical aspects. So those are five different types of intimacy, but then there are also three levels to that. Wow. Smallest level is when you're really just sharing joint space, you sit down and watch TV together. You're not really hanging out. You're just sharing the same space. Mm -hmm. Then there, the next level to that is support. Um, I think we've all been there. If you black, where you went to go watch your boyfriend play basketball. I didn't get anything out of that, you know, but him being able to look over and be like, yeah, there go my girl over there. You know, so it, it was nice. So Thanks, I babe. did my part. I showed up looking like I, I needed to be somebody that day. So he wouldn't be embarrassed. Right. Support. So you support your, your partner. And then the highest level is when you're able to do something together, it creates a new bond. So it's the equivalent mm. of when you're dating and you all do something new together, it creates a bond. And that's why you start liking this person because you're experiencing this thing together. Even if one of you has done it before, it's a new experience as you share with this individual. So when you have all three of those elements within these five different types of intimacy, it allows you to be able to connect on a higher and deeper level. Yeah. It, whew. That was that was really knowledge today. That, that was you profound. That was great. I'm tearing like, up. Did you see him tearing up earlier? <laughs> he was not. over here tearing up. The passion and it. the words I that really you were saying. I really feel it. I mean, it's just like thinking about it. It's like so much that goes into a relationship. I see why the divorce rate is so high because they don't know. A this. lot of people don't. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people barely want to get to know each other in, right. in this day and age. They don't want to get to know each other. They want to jump into something real quick before they really know somebody. And it's like you saying you love this person, but what do you really know about them? Yeah. And I see people falling fall in love. I use quotation marks so quick. And then as soon as something like one thing happens, like, oh, he ain't call me or 
you know, she blew me off and and then it's like, nah, I don't love her. I was it's like, no, you wasn't in love in the first place. You was jumping into the buns. And funchu and I was gonna say infatuation. I was gonna say the buns. That's basically what they're jumping into. Yeah, infatuation, lust, and and you and you confusing it with love and it's just so much that goes into a relationship because there's so much that goes into us as people. This is vibes. That, you know, I mean, if it's so much that goes into you, you think about how much it takes for you to finally get to be that person that you want to be, to, to, to be whole and to really know yourself. You think about that, another person's going through that, and then y'all have to join yourselves together. That's a lot. Woo. It's a vibe, man. This is this is a lot of information, Doctor Zodia. I'm telling is you, this so is. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. This, no, no, this no. is great. It's this is good great. because the thing is, is like, I mean, it just validates, you know, everything that I've been writing, everything that I've been studying in my book. It just validates everything. I haven't written it or made any notes, <laughs> but <laughs> but when I you mean, get to that point, I haven't. I don't have a title. I haven't even even started writing it. But but the logic of what I'm saying is <laughs> everything that you you know. It's just it it lines up. It it goes together. Um, you you should have more information about um the languages you're trying to speak before you actually just start trying to speak those languages. I mean, and I say that to say like. Intimacy, learning about intimacy, learning about love, learning about those different types of things before you actually go and do them. Like that's a concept. Like that like that should be taught. Like why is why is love and intimacy, why aren't these things actually taught? Oh my gosh, that is my biggest <laughs> Oh man, look issue. at that. Yeah. I it, I, that just like stuck it, with me because we will sit down and we, it, I won't say we, because we're just getting to a place where we will sit down and discuss with our children finances right. and yeah. money, oh, yeah. but we'll sit down and have certain conversations with our kids, or we'll even, you know, when we have them go to school and then they're learning certain things, we'll make certain that they learn about that, but we never really sit down and say, okay, this is how we love people. Man. This is how we're supposed to show and experience and receive love. We don't really do that. I now, swear, if you're African-American, I'm just going to be honest we haven't always had that as a privilege. Yeah, true. We, you know, have had too much to overcome and make a long story short, survival was at the top of the list. Yeah. Once you get past that to a place where there's comfort, it was like, hey, you all need to get an education. It's the best way to be able to make it in this world. So we really didn't have a lot to be able to um, share with our children because we were focused on other things. Now that we are becoming more familiar with that and research provides it, I think we do need to show people how to love because no matter what I do in my work, I don't care who I'm working with. I tell people at the beginning, I'm going to find out where along the way love hurt you, didn't benefit you, or where love went wrong. Yeah. Hmm. You might not know this, but I'm, I'll find it. And when I show it to you, I'll be 100% right. Never has failed yet. And in my opinion, it's just because I think we all need love. I haven't met anybody yet who doesn't want love. But but in essence, we, we just, I think we all want love. No, and you never have I met someone who said, yes, I want to die old by myself with having no one around me. We don't do that. We always want, as we get older, loved ones to be there. We want someone special in our life yeah. because we realize what's important right. and it's people, not things. It's a person, not, you know, just gallivanting with whoever, whenever. That That's so deep. It just makes me think of, um, it was Big Sean just released a new album, and on one of the songs, he was saying, uh, <laughs> they're snapping. Y'all can't see them. They're snapping right now. Let me tell you, you'll be giving everybody the sauce. I got to give them maybe the sauce. We, maybe we were snapping to each other so nobody else would well, see. Well, we got to share it with the audience. Anyway, Jeez. what I was saying is that Big Sean came out with an album, and one of the things that he was saying, that 
that school taught him so many different things, but school didn't teach him how to deal with anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's so many different things that we go through, especially as African-Americans, that we are not taught to deal with in constructive ways. So we end up dealing with these things in ways that are super unhealthy and and nobody and, and I, like hearing about people not wanting to be able to cry and you're supposed to hold it in. And yeah, it's so many people just going crazy because they're holding so much in and they're not knowing how to deal with their emotions and they're looking to be fulfilled and they're looking for the wrong things to fulfill them and they get addicted to drugs and sex and relationships and and they going <laughs> they going back and forth to different things because they're looking to be fulfilled but the thing that's going to fulfill them is really in them and they're looking for these other things to fill that void temporarily yeah i think I, that, that that's facts because i can think about like thinking about reading anything when it came to like school i remember reading something about christopher columbus <laughs> something i remember that but I think it would have been better if I had been reading about like mental disorders or, you know, things like that or things that are actually common in today's world. Um, I, Honestly, it would have been nice to learn about these types of things, mental situations, relationships, budgeting, budgeting, like anything <laughs> like that. I mean, budgeting with a relationship, anything that would have, um, I guess, helped me, you know, aside from the, the business aspect of of life or learning about geology and things like that you know like it would have been nice yeah to have that background as well you don't know it's it's crazy uh, i mean I'm, good thing that we have shows like this right good wink, thing we wink. have dr saudi on our side educating <laughs> us to be whole yes there it is yeah somebody else can't make you whole y'all i feel like i feel like the next the next conversation she has with us because of course the she's, next one she's good right right of course because <laughs> of obviously like planning your next episode I, well, she's, she's our new best friend she's having a conversation with her best friends why wouldn't she talk to us again <laughs> i feel like we have to like play some erica badu in the background i don't know if we can get that uh that clear we can figure it out or at least have some incense lit we have to change the lighting i feel like this lighting is inappropriate for the things that she's saying today and i feel like we're disrespecting (laughs) (laughs) the whole concept of what she's saying like with his love languages intimacy oh man you really feel inspired like i feel like so if i called you when i was like on a date (laughs) <laughs> just like be in my ear help me with like, those that's questions like that movie right. um he's just not that into you when that girl right. kept calling i think his name was alex i don't know where her name was she was like alex he's saying blah blah blah, blah. he's oh, like oh yeah, no nah, he's yeah. playing you get out of there, right. Right. Out of there. Right. like i feel like, like a hitch. translator he like hitch or something he's yeah. like man right. like, she's gonna hit you up just like one minute all right so what were you saying just be sitting over there listening man hitch i feel like hitch has so many different lessons in it and i feel like it could have could have been written better for the time. I really love that sure. movie, but looking back at it now, it, it's so it's so much about just being able to have that opportunity. A lot of times people don't put themselves in position to have the opportunity to even have a chance at something. Right. And he was kind of putting them, he was giving them that opportunity. And my favorite line from the movie is when he was breaking down communication and he's saying like, 90% of what's, what, 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 what you're saying is not coming out your mouth. I was like, all right, that's deep. He started yeah. talking about body language and tone and all of that stuff one and of the favorite like, that things, was that was really deep one of my favorite things he said was never lie unless you're lying with the one you love 
I was like, do you, do you remember the rest of it? Deep, no, I don't. I can't. He said like three things. <laughs> that was like that's a good. But movie. he said a few things that <laughs> came. Did. But it was like it, it was cheesy. If you, movie hold on, it's cheesy. like if you cheat, cheat death. Right. If you cheat, <laughs> cheat death. And it was one or the other one. He it said it was one more because it was three. If you drink or something, was it something about drinking? No, I, they were drinking. Well, maybe it was about drinking. Uh, maybe I don't know. So Anywho, he was meeting with was her name Alex too. Her name was um. I want to say no. His name was Alex. Her name Eva was something. Mendez. No, Eva. Eva. Eva Mendez. Mendez. But what was her name in the movie? Eva Mendez. No, that wasn't her name. Anyway, Mila. 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 Mila Kunis. Or something. Mila Kunis. That's no. another person. Mila Kunis. I thought no. it was it was Mila something. That's a whole other actress. Like, <laughs> just throw right. that in there. No, it's not Eva Mendez. <laughs> it's like Mila Kunis. Too, and to be honest, I use a couple of clips in presentations. Yeah. But yes. I only use the clips where it's him and her because I'll show how he might educate other people on how to open up mm-hmm. to you know create that relationship. But when it came down to it, you saw attachment coming out when they couldn't communicate, when they're behind that door. And he's like, oh, do I yeah, knock? And yeah. she's like, wait, mama, go. Mm, no, I'm not. <laughs> right. So it's, it's a few little scenes that I'll use that show that we all tend to struggle at times with attachment, but we push past that. I just I hate how Hollywood always does this thing where it's always so it'll be like. The guy do something and apologize. The girl will do something and then the girl will mess it up. But then they got to make it so that it's somehow the guy's fault so he can come back later and do a grand gesture. Is that not how your life works? No. Mine works just like that. Does it work like that? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like it kind of, I feel like that's that's a, a podcast topic that I, I'm going to, that's going to be on another episode. But I feel like movies really set people up for unrealistic relationship expectations. You're not supposed to be expecting your relationship to be like a movie. So a lot of, so what the thing about it is being in, being in marketing and studying, studying marketing, the thing is movies influence people way more than they would be willing to admit. <laughs> Okay. You start thinking about the diamond industry. Yeah, <laughs> tell can't. me about your college education. Yeah, I, I can't. So in my study, in my research. And what research is that? Have you ever, <laughs> you're saying movies. Are you saying relationship movies. movies or movies in general? Just movies in general. Have you ever seen any of the Marvel films? I've seen, yes, all of them. Do those films influence you to do anything? Such oh my as goodness. flying and or hitting the ground and breaking it. Not every movie, man. That's that's what we were just discussing. That's crazy. That's insane. Oh my lord. That's insane. Anyway, so so thinking about the way that certain movies are set up, when when the Bears wanted to really push diamonds because diamonds aren't as rare as most people think, they put them in the movies and they started putting taglines in the movies and they just they would go to the movie studios and give diamonds to executives to make sure that they put diamonds in their movies. Hmm. And what that did, everybody saw it and it put this idea in their head and. And our, our brains are hardwired, even though we might know better, that th- once that's stuck in your head, it's, it's there and it's hard to get rid of. So I don't know. I just feel like movies give a lot of us an unreali- uh, unrealistic expectation of what to expect in a relationship sometimes. Yeah. But isn't in most cases, especially if it's a, um, a romantic comedy or a romantic film, that they know that it's a chick flick? And so their population or target is women. Sense. So See, me and you know that, Doctor Saudia. But and going back to attachment, <laughs> most women are anxious, which means they're in their head about emotions, and they're very emotional. So because of that, they are connecting with what is actually being depicted on the film because I guess, they see themselves. So you just like enlightening me and everything today. Look at that. Me and you know that, Doctor Saudia. <laughs> we know I that. Just, I 
that's just how I see it. I could be wrong. I don't know everything. <laughs> Richard, on the other hand, he's up there watching. What's that movie? The Notebook. <laughs> he's trying. Yeah, to, I, he's trying to. That is like. I've never to seen find that a woman movie. to lift up in the rain of all time. You said that's your favorite film of all time. Yeah, that and Love and Basketball. Uh, why does everybody love Love and Basketball? For the same reason everybody I, loves I Notebook. It's like it's that last scene. Film. It's like, you won't be able to beat me if you love me. That was awesome. He kicked her tail. And then he was like, what, what, two out of three? No, double enough. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Look, oh, you know your movie. <laughs> he kicked her tail. I would have done the same thing. So many movie references. I would have. Like, I don't need this brace, damn. Move on. <laughs> I would have bet her some candy on that. I would have looked, look, I need five bucks. <laughs> we put money it was on it. corny, this. like, I'm going to play you for your heart. I was like, uh, we could just have a conversation, <laughs> but I get it. Say, like, girl, you're not that good. Look, All right, boom, I'll go along good. with you, Austin, that's what you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, what is one piece of advice that you give someone looking to date looking to date as in as in they don't want to date because they're afraid to no like somebody who all right i'm say let's just use me for example i hate using me for example because everybody always thinks it's like really me asking it this, is you anyway <laughs> so, i have this friend i have i have a i have a friend wink wink um I have this guy who needs love thinking about dating again what what what's uh what's the piece of advice that you give somebody who's thinking about jumping back into the dating pool be open and don't put everything in a box simple yeah. in a box yeah. Like, what do you mean by it? Can you, can you expand? Generally, um, we have, in my opinion, I'm not saying this is every guy, but if I were telling a guy this, there is no such thing as perfect girl. Hmm. So because of that, don't automatically have this list that, you know, I don't know, Mother Teresa or Jesus can't feel, fulfill themselves. <laughs> Pick your top three items because at the end of the day, that's what you're going back to. Thank you. That you are looking for. This person won't be perfect. So Thank be you. open, right? So I had this friend and he said that, um, I'm, okay, it's it's not that it's about me, but it's just- <laughs> okay. See, see, see so what I mean? See what I mean? It's not that. about, this not, this isn't this about you. I this friend who, when I dated him, he said that he was looking for someone who could fulfill the hat trick. Mm-hmm. I didn't know much about hockey okay. and basically I thought she was talking about it, baseball. Right? but it's these three things in hockey that if you do it, it's sort of like in basketball, you know, a triple double, right? Yeah. Which are re- and then, and rebounds. And, um, so in the hockey with the hat trick, the concept is you fulfill these three things. This is like a perfect game. And so he was basically saying, I'm only looking for a few things. And if that person fulfills those few things, then they've opened the door to us being able to create something together. So in essence, when you are only looking for a few things, no one's going to be perfect. You know, there's two sides to a coin. I love funny people. Well, funny people are great. If I look at it like a coin on head side, that's fabulous. But tail side, when I'm trying to have a serious conversation, it it takes a few minutes to calm them down because they're nervous and that's how they kind of calm themselves down. So you want somebody who's just going to be open, meaning they aren't looking for one specific thing because you're not looking fully at the package. If it's a guy, I get it, you're visual. So you're somewhat looking at the package. So you have to be attracted to it, of course but you aren't zoned in on that one specific thing mm. because that becomes perfect girl and there's no such thing. She's gonna have some flaw. So if you're open, you can look past the flaw while you're looking at other strengths. Nice. Wow. That, yeah. that was good. That was good. Wow. I don't need, that's all I can say is wow. Like It was all right. It, it was, that was good. It's the hat trick, you put the sports references in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm that girl that, you know, brothers growing up with my dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of guy friends. So I'm that girl that, you know, talks language in order to talk to men and women. And I mean, it's always important to to be able to speak the language of the person that you're trying to talk to. So it's important to be able to relate. Or at cause least it's to all, pretend. Because I feel like whenever you communicate, the more you can relate, especially when we think of, go back to marketing because that's my background. When Whenever we're in marketing, we try to come up with something that's going to relate to the people that we're trying to reach. So we try mm-hmm. to speak to them on their level, on their language. Uh, if they're looking for something luxurious, we're not going to sell them on like the, the, the low price. That's not what we're going to sell them on. We're going to sell them on a higher model. So it's always good to be able to relate on a person on their level. That's true. All right. So what would be in a piece of advice that you give to a couple that's already dating? Um, be intentional. Hmm. That's a good word. So just because you're dating now, I will say I do have a pet peeve when I hear dating people posting on social media pics date night, you're dating. That's what you should be doing. (laughs) Bonus points for this. If you're married, you get bonus points because you are juggling life. You simply just dating or you've been together for a while. Yeah, you should be dating because that's what you're supposed to do. But um, be intentional. Don't be complacent because when we become complacent, we begin to take our partner for granted and we don't appreciate them. And that mm. begins to stir up the pot for problems. Mm. Wow. Just, you just been, you just dropped so much knowledge. That's what I'm saying. Right I'm going to have to actually listen to this episode. Hold <laughs> on, you know, you don't listen to our episodes. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> Just what I do for a living. I mean, <laughs> I don't like to hear myself repeat myself. And you're really good at it. Like, vibes, vibes, I, I try. God has been good to me. I try. Amen. Yes, he has. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really do hope. I mean, Naaman's already scheduling you in. Oh, for, yeah, for sure. For, She's our best friend. Like, why do you keep like saying it like it's not <laughs> happening? Like, why do you keep saying that? He's already scheduling. I need in. more knowledge. Like, <laughs> I gotta get this. I've got to get more get information. Uh, no right. way. See, like, look, not, you know. we're tight now. We're here. Heck, you know, like I say, next time you see me, it's gonna be all vibes. I'm gonna have it set up. Like, it, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna you set were shade me up. in the beginning. Like, who shaded I'm you? About, I don't know about this. Whoa, who said you, that? You didn't give me the green light on her. Rich. No, you didn't. No, he didn't give me. Look, so my thing is this: Richard likes to. Oh, man. He here likes to throw like, uh, what do you call um, <clears throat> bombs into the situation? and (laughs) he likes to see how i react and most of the time he don't think i'd be serious so when i do come and i'm like wait whoa what happened here (laughs) i'm usually i'm usually confused (laughs) i'm usually confused at the fact that hey this was actually a good choice he doesn't really make these i don't know i don't i don't think he realizes that that uh a lot of times he just wants to come on the show so it's like hey i'm gonna steer the ship i got you so well, that's the thing. See, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. But see, Doctor Saudia, <laughs> she was perfect. Like this is what you need to do every time. Look at that. He's putting you in a box she's already. Perfect. Look at she's that. Perfect. <laughs> she is. She's, I mean, I'm like saying, live up to this. Well, no, and and, and, and wow. I say that. Well, the thing is, I don't personally know you, but I mean, it it from what you're saying and and your values that you are quote unquote teaching us. I mean, it sounds like you you've got a pretty good platform. You know what I mean? So the knowledge that you're giving us, it's it's vibes. Like it is vibes. Great vibes knowledge. is the word I was gonna use, yeah. It's right, exactly. See, see? Vibes is definitely it's great. That's vibes. definitely the word. Like that it's I, extremely that great use. vibes. And that's the thing, is like it's in my opinion, the way life goes, everything that, that is supposed to be for you, it links perfectly. There's no confusion, there's no 
um, hesitation. There's none of that. It just links. It interlinks. It intertwines. And the things that you're saying, it's just going through. It's it's a lot. But, but it's not like, what? You know what I mean? Like, most people, like Richard, when he's speaking, oh I'm just sitting here like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, the whole time. But when you speak, I can say maybe, maybe. Some people wouldn't say you're perfect, but I would say you're perfect. That's it's incredible. <laughs> you're giving us vibes. It's like I'm, I, I'm happy to be here. I've never been happy to be on the show with Richard, but wow. I'm happy to be on the show with you, Doctor Saudi. Thanks, thanks. You thanks, are amazing. <laughs> I mean, I can't agree. No She's offense, amazing. No she offense. is amazing. Yes. No offense, Richard. Totally amazing. So you know what you need to do? What? You need to check out her show. We're, that's what I was gonna ask. So what, can you what, can you tell us about show, your show, please? I need that information. So on my show, my podcast, Errol Smith's Agape, I talk about all things related to love, sex, marriage, and relationships. And I really just help people to try to understand pitfalls, overcome pitfalls, and to really develop healthy, loving relationships. And that's on all streaming platforms, right? Uh, it's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Eros Musicate website. Oh, that's the best place to go, y'all. Y'all need to check her out on her website. What about your social media? If you actually go on the website, if you're interested about attachment, because I know we talked a lot about that today, yeah. um, take the quiz. It's really quick, like two or three minutes. It'll teach you what your attachment style is. Yes. And attachment is all about learning how and why you love the way that you do. And so it's a real quick way to be able to get that knowledge. And then at the end, you get a little little gift. It's a little workbook. So if you see something you want to work on, I have a workbook for you to kind of walk you through it. Boom. Free charge, no cost for nothing. No, look at look at that. She's just, I'm about she's, to do that. I'm about to, I she's love dropping she's dropping stuff down for y'all for free. That's how that's how nice she is. Look at that. Oh, what about that's that Christian side there it is. sowing seeds that'll come back? Hey Amen, sister. There we go. Um, what about your social media? Where can they find you at on social? Um, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Aerosmusicate. Lovely. Well, as always, everybody, thanks for listening. To be a part of the conversation, you can find us at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Rick and Naaman. Please be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app. You can find me at Dodgeism. You can find Naaman at... I am the DJ Blue. Why did you look at me like that? What did I look at you like? Did you, you act like you were confused about what we're saying. But anywho, I am the DJ Blue, and I'm happy to be here with Dr. Saudi. Not not with me, but with Dr. Saudi. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't I can't I can't even blame you. I can't I can't even blame him. I, I didn't mean it like him. I swear I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. I'm happy to be here with you too. As well. Meaning also. Also. <laughs> well, also. until next time, boys and girls, remember. There's always a next time.